0: Looking unto Jesus is the title of this devotion, which of course for most of us know is a statement right here in Hebrews chapter 12. Friends, in all that we go through into this life, we often, at least Virginia and I do, have circumstances we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. I love what Jehoshaphat said in Second Chronicles chapter 20, where you get that statement, this battle is not yours, it is the Lord. The battle is not yours, it is the Lord, which is in that chapter, 2 Chronicles 20. But there, Jehoshaphat being attacked by three mighty armies, he said, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. You see, friends, many times in this life, we have circumstances we don't know what to do. So what do you do when you don't know what to do? What an incredible blessing it is that you can look to God. I think it's Psalm 122. It says, we do not look at the mountain gods for help. But we look to Him who made the heavens and the earth, who made the mountains. Our help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. You see, friends, Zechariah in chapter 4 was asked by the angel who awoke him as a man out of sleep. So he wasn't sleeping, but spiritually he was kind of out of it. And he said to Zechariah, what do you see, Zechariah? He said, Yeah, I'm looking. I love that about that man. Despite that, he did not know what to do. He kept looking. And God showed him that it wasn't going to be by the mind of man or the power of man that the answer would come, but by his spirit. And the same is true, which Solomon says in Proverbs 3, Don't be wise in your own eyes. Lean upon the Lord, rely upon the Lord, depend upon the Lord, not on your own understanding, but acknowledge Him in all of your ways. And then He will, and you'll see Him direct your steps. That same thing is spoken there in Psalm 37, verse 24, that a good man's steps are ordered by the Lord Even if he falls, the Lord will delight in him, for he will lift him up. Friends, it is God's mercy that he doesn't leave you cast down, but lifts you up again. But you got to be willing to let him lift you up. You got to reach out to him. When Peter was sinking in the waves because he took his eyes off of Jesus and he looked at the circumstances of life, he began to sink. And when he sank, he immediately cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately the Lord grabbed his hand and pulled him up. But you see, all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. you gotta, you got to say, Lord, save me, save me and look to him and look to him. And I'll tell you the truth it says in Psalm 34, and they looked to him and were not ashamed, but became radiant. Oh, I have seen my mother look to the Lord. I've seen my father look to the Lord. I'll never forget. This is a long, long time ago. My father called me, he said, hey son, how's it going? I said, yeah, dad, I'm pressing on. He said, how's it financially? I said, oh, dad, I have to believe God to get enough money to put fuel, petrol in my tank. And he said, yeah, I understand that, but okay, those days will pass that you won't have to worry so much about that because you've got bigger things to think about. I said, like, what are you thinking about right now, dad? He said, no, no, I'm okay. I said, no, Dad, what are you, what are you believing for? He said, well, I need, I need about 200,000 euros. And I said, okay. By when do you need it? He said, oh, not until Tuesday. And it was Friday. <laughs> I, said, I I said to my dad, Don't you ever get tired of having to believe God for such big answers in such a short time? He said, no, I'm really excited to see how he's going to pull this one off. See, my father had his faith tried in the furnace of affliction again and again and again. And he had seen the Lord, like he did for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, come through for him. He had seen the Lord come through for him. If you would have asked Shadrach, Meshkin the man in the next confrontation of circumstances, What do you believe that would have said the same God who who was with us in the fire is with us in the flood. We fear no evil for the Lord is with us. We are not afraid for what can men do to us when the Lord is on the earth. I tell you, they would have given you such an incredible Holy Ghost boost of faith that it would have knocked the doubts and fears right out of your heart. And this is why I'm so happy we have the scriptures. To help us to lift our hearts and friends I'm saying all of this to encourage you that you are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, of those like Daniel Moses Noah Elijah Elisha, and, and Joshua and you could go on and on Jeremiah and Ezekiel and all these amazing David and And John, there's so many others who believed and saw the Lord come through for them. Oh, one scripture that David, one of his beautiful psalms, Psalm 71, he says, Lord, you've been with me from my youth. My success at which so many stand amazed is because of you. That's verse five in the living Bible. And then he says, Lord, your righteousness is so great. I cannot stop thinking about it and talking about it. You, Lord, who have shown me great and severe troubles, verse 19, Psalm 71, will revive me again, me with greatness and comfort me, or enlarge my greatness and comfort me. David, he says, now that I'm old, Lord, please, I want to show your power to this new generation that they too may set their hearts upon you. You see, friends, we are surrounded by a phenomenal cloud of witnesses of people that can tell you you can trust God that people can say, don't give up believing, that people can say to you, oh, if you'll keep up believing, you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, Psalm 27, verse 13 and 14. Don't give up believing, don't give up trusting. You're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Oh, I tell you the truth, I was recently watching my dear dearest friend that I've had for 30 plus years Pastor Chris Vigil and Reno Nevada. he was interviewing his mother Helen oh what a beautiful, beautiful heavenly saint she is even today at 95 96 she's such a beautiful saint and she was sharing such sweet words of loving faith in Jesus, how Jesus healed her and healed her and healed her, how Jesus used her to help bring healing and salvation to so many precious souls. And as I'm watching this beautiful heavenly soul manifest in that earthly little fragile body of hers, I think, Lord, you are worthy. You are worthy to receive the glory and praise that you've not left us without witnesses. So let me read you the scripture here Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, we also. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, the sin which so easily ensnares us, and run with endurance the race set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him, verse 3, who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, Lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Come on. I know sometimes the going can be so rough. Oh my goodness. Especially when that old gnawing feeling of your sin nature tries to tempt you and act like you still are dead in your sin and powerless to withstand its temptations and an encouragement to do what you know is unholy and un- ungodly. And you feel that pain pulling you down with the gravity of sin right down to hell. And everything inside of you feels so weary looking unto Jesus looking unto Jesus. He conquered that old gnawing devil of sin. He conquered that old demon of discouragement and demolished it, and destroyed it in his love for the Father as he offered himself without spot to the Lord. Then that power, that spirit by which he offered himself is what he gives into you and me not to give up. It's what he gives into you and me to keep looking to God and know that he's faithful and true and he'll be there for you. And he will use you as a witness to many others to put their trust in him. Don't you dare for a moment think God is not there for you. He is there for you. He's faithful and true and will take care of you. Keep looking to the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep looking unto Jesus. Keep looking unto Jesus and keep talking about him in prayer. Keep talking about him and to your friends and neighbors and family members and before long You will see the Lord Jesus Christ lift you with such joy. Oh, my goodness, that you will weep tears of gratitude and say, Oh, amazing grace, amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I was lost, but I'm found. I was blind, but now I see Oh, Lord, your love for me is better than life itself. So let me close with you here from... John chapter 14, Jesus is speaking these words to his disciples on the night before he was crucified. And he talks so lovingly. I, I so find Jesus my inspiration for living in everything. Truly, truly. When I think about what I'm supposed to be like towards my dear wife, Virginia, I look to Jesus. When I think about what I'm supposed to be like to my children, I look to Jesus. Jesus. Come on, friends. I am a father like you. I'm a grandfather like you. Sometimes I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. When my children go through a hard time, it hurts so deeply. And when I don't know what to do, I remember my father. I was so in the world. I was so in the darkness. I was so blind. I was so deaf. I was so hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. But my father never treated me like a stranger. He always kept treating me like a son even though I didn't act like it. I learned from him that sons may not always act like sons, but fathers are always fathers. But my goodness, it's one thing to have seen it in my dad and then have to learn to practice it myself. And sometimes when all is going well, you think you're doing pretty good until all of a sudden there's a few bumps in the road and they look like they'll last forever. And you don't know what to do except to put your trust in God. My father had his faith in the Heavenly Father that the same God who loved him and saved him is the same God who loved me and saved me. And he knew there was nothing anybody could do to save him but the Lord himself. That's why Jesus is called Savior. And my father had faith in God, faith in Jesus to save me. And he kept loving me, despite that I wasn't walking worthy of that love. And he demonstrated to me the same love we read about in, in Romans 5, or 8, that while we were yet sinners, God demonstrating his own love for us by sending his son to die for us. And my father kept showing me that love. I'll never forget coming home one night. It was maybe four in the morning, Sunday morning. I'd been out in the discotheques. And my father was there and he just had his Bible. And he said, oh, I'm just going over my notes to preach this morning. I just am so grateful for the Word of God. He goes, oh, my goodness, son, it's four. We better get a little bit of sleep before we go to church. Good night, son. I love you. And he walked off. And I'm standing there. And I smelled all the smoke and alcohol and everything. My eyes were all bloodshot. There was such a smelly heap of sin. And I walked upstairs to my bedroom and I fell on my knees and I wept. And I said, Lord, save me, Lord. Save me, Lord. And yes, it didn't all happen immediately. But He saved me. He saved me. He saved. saved And that same loving Savior is saying to you and me right now, John 14, verse one, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, but I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, you might be also. Come on there, friends. God has everything ready for you. Just keep looking to Jesus. Amen. Have a good day.